1: Quebec is extending restrictions for its COVID-19 red zones until November 23rd. Premier François Legault justified the decision, saying that 28 days was just not enough to effectively fight the spread of the virus. So are we doing enough here? Yesterday... As we mentioned in the previous segment, we were supposed to learn whether Halton and Durham were going to see the same modified stage two restrictions as we have here, but that decision has not been made. The premier insists he's not bowing to political pressure, but this transpired after an intervention from the mayor of Oakville and other area mayors. I've I've heard um, anecdotal reports about people from Toronto flocking to Oakville to, hang out, go to restaurants, whatever. Our hospitals are apparently full and some are reporting outbreaks. How critical is that? And of course, on Friday, uh, we got uh, some interim recommendations from the Premier's Long-Term Care Commission saying, hey, you better hurry up and hire more people or there's going to be the same issue in our long-term care homes. So where does this leave, leave us? Do you feel that we're on the right track? Do you feel safe? Uh, Do you feel too restricted? Uh, Are you uh, maybe staying home a little more than you have to because you're afraid of what's going on or the opposite? Uh, Let us know. The numbers, 416-360-0740 toll-free 866 740 And now let's go to Dr. Barry Pakes, an infectious diseases expert and professor at the University of Toronto's Dalla Lana School of Public Health. Hello.
2: Hi, good afternoon.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. So uh, in your view, are we on the right track? Are we doing the right thing?
2: Uh, in Ontario, I, I think we are. You know, it's it's always difficult to... Uh, you know, predict the future, certainly, but I think that the premier is taking the advice for the most part of the local medical officers of health who are the people who really know on the ground where transmission is happening. Um, and, and we've achieved, we're in a good place. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's about achieving a balance all the time. It's really about looking at the data and looking at, you know, the overall population dynamics, the politics and all of that, uh, to figure out where we should go in terms of next steps. I think we're we're in a reasonably good place, but like always, really very tenuous.
1: Well, uh, as one of our previous guests pointed out, uh, we're in a place that the modeling showed uh, beforehand that that we would be maybe topping a thousand cases a day at this point. So. It seems to me if if my memory serves me correctly that that previously we kind of beat the modeling, things did not get as bad as the modeling suggested so what do you make of that
2: you know i I think that has been true to some degree in Ontario because of the you know the decisions we 've made collectively um, As well as the decisions we make, we've made as individuals. So, you know, when the modeling suggested, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred and we're at eight, nine hundred here average, I don't think we should be patting ourselves that much on the back. I think we should be thankful. But, um, you know, the difference between eight hundred and twelve hundred is pretty small. It's just a couple of days. It's this real tension between, um, you know, the the virus naturally is going to double every three to four days and, and our public health measures bring that back to doubling every you know 10 to 20 days hopefully and and where we are really depends on the on the push and pull of those two factors so being at 800 to 900 average is is almost the same as about a 1000 so i think the models are we're more or less accurate and and you know we're just trying to to figure out our next steps
1: mhm now, the word is that the hospitals are full. Last time, and I think it was recognized as perhaps a mistake, the province did everything to clear space in the hospitals. They put a lot of extra people in long-term care, and we know how that turned out. Uh, they are not doing that this time, but now, apparently, hospitals are full or close to being full, and we have, we have uh, al- alternate level of care patients, patients who need to go into a nurse home but don't have a slot. And uh, we have just started to resume necessary surgeries and those are apparently in jeopardy.
2: Yep, that's true. And North York General Hospital just made some announcements with respect to uh, elective surgeries. You know, it, it's really difficult to know, um, you know, when we should back off on some of these things to create extra capacity. And when you do that prematurely or when you do that, you know, appropriately, and then that capacity doesn't get used, you know, some might say you made the wrong decision, but it's really difficult in public health. You know, you're either too early or too late. And if you're right in the middle and you've done the right thing, it's hard to know exactly what you did right. We, there's no question that that when we saw cases increasing four weeks ago and then, you know, hit a couple new milestones two weeks ago, we can expect hospitalizations and ICU admissions to follow that by about two, three, four weeks. And that's where we are right now. Um, and it's really just that modeling and figuring out where we're heading uh, in terms of the uh, the need for hospitals to dial back on their surgeries and, and and other procedures and and obviously they really don't want to do that at this point people really need those services but we cannot have a situation where our hospitals overwhelmed because people really will suffer as a result
1: and how do you see the situation with the hospitals are you worried at the level of of occupancy there is now
2: uh, I mean, the reality is that our hospitals uh, in Ontario are always overcapacity, COVID or no COVID. Um, and, and that's just, you know, the reality of the fact that we haven't invested in increasing the number of beds per population. And as our population has grown and aged, you know, that's that's trended quite significantly downward. So we're starting in a place where we're really behind the eight ball. Um, and so, you know, what hospitals have done, triaging and, and uh, you know, really shortening stays as much as possible is is absolutely the right thing. Um, and we're we're in a cautiously, you know, worrisome spot. I think, you know, we're not overwhelmed right now, but everybody in the hospital sector is just looking for the next day and the next day, feeling what, what is going to come in the door.
1: Now, we've also heard about outbreaks in long-term care. And we now have 86 nursing homes in outbreak, even though an outbreak, you know, one case is considered an outbreak. Are you convinced that we're not going to see a repeat of what we had last spring, which was absolute, utter, terrible devastation, death.
2: Absolutely. I mean, that's something we all worry about. I think, you know, in every aspect of this pandemic and its response, I think we have learned a lot over the past seven months. So I don't see, you know, the overwhelming number of deaths that are going to occur in in long-term care facilities. I think every every long-term care facility that has a case and certainly those that have more than one case where there's transmission within the facility are really taking the steps they need to with the resources that they have. And, you know, similar to in, in the hospital sector, long-term care sector even more so, you know, it's been understaffed, and, and we've known that, and there have been reports on that for quite some time. And now when we've restricted where people can, you know, where the, where the nurses and PSWs and others uh, can work in terms of going between uh, facilities – um, and, and, you know, some people are going to be on sick leave or in quarantine, you know, we're restricting those, those resources even further. And it's not surprising that it's a challenge for everyone, but, uh, you know, we've learned a lot and I think they're doing, uh, a, a good job and, um, we'll, we'll just have to see everyone's just gotta, you know, every once in a while, remind ourselves that we have to be absolutely vigilant with every phase that we're faced with.
1: Now in the red zones, what do you say to people who are saying that, uh, Restaurants and uh, gyms are being unfairly targeting targeted that a lot of them are following the rules just fine, and people can decide for themselves if they want to go out, but why not have young people who are at lower risk you know able to go out, go to a restaurant go to the gym i mean that, that's a pretty simple answer, and that young people uh, or anyone
2: frankly and i don 't want to stigmatize young people at all um, you know this isn't a matter of of doing what you want because with any communicable disease, your decisions affect other people and and I don't doubt that most gyms, most restaurants um, and other facilities, many of which are are closed right now, were doing the right things and putting everything in place they possibly could the The, the unfortunate part of any population level uh, measure, which are really the only things that are going to work, is that they do shut down everyone with a big you know broad stroke and you know, if if public health had the inspection capacity to go into every gym and uh, and every restaurant and support them, um, you know, perhaps we could open them. But, you know, that's that's really not even close to being a possibility. And it's absolutely unfortunate for those gyms and the restaurant owners and people who want to go to those facilities. But it's just not something we can do right now. Um, you know, they really weren't closed up uh, arbitrarily. Public health units who are responding to outbreaks did see... A lot of transmission was happening in these, in these venues, uh, and, and that's where they were shut down, ultimately.
1: Okay, we are going to leave it there. Dr. Barry Pigs, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: You're
0: listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.